Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Median's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatest of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place Why? Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at, the shep- at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come before you now uh, longing to hear your word, but God, we also come with, with burdens on our hearts and, and celebrations within our souls. And so God, we offer those to you. We offer those up to you so that, so that we may truly worship you. And so God, hear our prayers, the, the prayers of the joy of, of new grandsons for Kimberly and Ron, for the birthday of your son, Jesus Christ. But God, we also lift up concerns, concerns of, of Jeff Graycheck still in the hospital. We pray for healing for him. We pray for Raymond for healing. We pray for Ron Lynch as he is, as he is suffering from COVID. God, that you, would, that you would bring healing to him. And for Sherry, for healing for, for her foot after surgery, that strength would return, that recovery would be fast so that she can continue on the work that you have called her to. And God, for all of the names and the families represented on this tree that is here in the sanctuary, this, this blue ribbon tree, God, it is all the names of loved ones that we have lost. And so we lift all of those families to you as they travel this season. God, all this we lift to you, including the ones that are on our hearts, the ones that, God, we know that you hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So there was, uh, there was a woman out doing some last-minute Christmas shopping and at a crowded mall. She was frustrated. She was tired, tired of fighting the crowds, tired of standing in lines, tired of fighting her way down long aisles for, the, for just the right gift, only to find that when she got there, it had been sold out before she arrived. 
Her arms were full of bags and boxes and gifts for, for many of her family. And I can imagine her walking down those aisles as, as she waited then for an elevator to arrive. She wondered what all of this could be for anyway. The doors opened and, of course, the elevator was almost full. People shuffled from side to side in order to make just a little more room so that she could fit. And as the doors closed, frustration set in and she just blurted out, whoever is responsible for this whole Christmas thing ought to be arrested, strung up, and shot. (laughs) Some in the elevator nodded, voiced in agreement with a woman, but then a voice from the back said, don't worry, they already crucified him. Darkness is around us. Darkness creeps into our lives, and darkness sometimes takes over, and then fear sets in. I wonder at times how how darkness affects our emotions and actions and beliefs. It's all around us, and there are times when I just feel it pushing in on us. Do you feel it from time to time? Is it no wonder that among all the fears in the world that the fear of the dark ranks among the top? for kids, maybe for adults too. But I wonder if any of you have that fear, that fear of the dark, because I mean, I know that I've had nightmares growing up about dark places, and I think it's, it might be probably because of the unknown. We don't know what's out there that could hurt us. Is there something or somebody waiting for us in the darkness, in the shadows? Maybe, maybe we grow out of this fear of the dark. But then again, maybe we don't. It just might be a different darkness that we grow into a fear of. The darkness of the heart and of this world is a real thing. But thankfully, we know a cure. This night, we celebrate the birth of a little child who will bring light into all of our hearts. It is the light that will consume the darkness. This is the gift that we have been preparing for. Or maybe it's God who has been preparing us. There was an image that somebody sent me uh, that I want to show you a picture of. Uh, I think, I'm not sure, Paul, do you have it? There it is. God has already prepared the way. He's just preparing you. You know, we've gone through this whole Advent season of preparing the way but maybe it's God preparing us. And I think there is an awful lot of truth in that statement. It may not be for you, but it is for me this season. God has been preparing me. And I hope that he has been preparing you. You see, one of the things that I absolutely love about Christmas, and maybe you do too, is all the lights people that decorate their homes with beautifully colored lights and some even like just down the street from our house that just dance to the music. You remember a few weeks ago I talked to you about the Christmas potato and how the Christmas potato, somebody threw this thing in our driveway and it was because we had Christmas lights on. It was a reminder that that they were shining for a reason. It was a witness. You see, this is especially magical when coupled with fresh fallen snow. Now I must 
I must say something, not necessarily the snow that we had over the past couple of days, because that isn't the nice drifting snow that falls down. But I mean the fresh snowfall that we can walk around in. We feel the crunch underneath our feet as we gaze out into the lights all around our neighborhoods. It brings me this sense of peace. And here's something that comes to mind when I think of all those decorations and lights. The many lights on those houses dispel the darkness. But then again, maybe that's the purpose. To not only pierce the darkness, but to also point to the true light of the world. Isaiah spoke about this from our passage tonight when he said, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. The lights on the houses are witnessing to us about this season, reminding us of the story that we just heard, telling us that we are ever so close to Christmas. And then there's another passage Luke 1, 76 through 79. See, this is Zechariah speaking of his son who will be John the Baptist, who we heard a lot about in the weeks leading up to this Sunday. And he said this, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet on the path of peace. So let us really allow the meaning of this season to set in on us. Jesus Christ is born into this world of darkness as a light to all living in the shadow of death, walking along paths full of shadows and darkness. Jesus has come to bring light to our world, to guide us and to illuminate God's plan for this world. Jesus has come to bring hope to a broken world. Again, Jesus is the gift that we have been preparing for. But let's not think that this is just a, a warm and fuzzy feeling. Certainly it's nice to have light when everything is dark around us, when we're not sure which way to go or or maybe what lies ahead of us. But think about it this way. We talked about this a few years ago. When you hold a candle up, and when you hold yours up a little later tonight, where does it shed light? Does it just show things in front of the flame as you hold it up? Does it just show where you should walk? Is that the only place that it shines? Does it only shine in one direction? No. The light from the candle flame shines equally in all directions. Zechariah's words remind us that Jesus has come to shine his light on all those living in darkness and and in the shadow of death. He has come to shine his light into our lives, guiding us on our path. But if you remember, Scrooge learned in the Dickens classic story, A Christmas Carol, that the light shines equally into our past. And this, brothers and sisters, is not to shame us, or to discipline us, but it is to redeem 
everything that is in our past, to redeem everything that is back there. If there are things that we don't want God to see and therefore don't offer them to him, they will remain unredeemed. They will continue to haunt us. That is, until we give them over to Christ. But you must see that this is exactly the reason that we celebrate this Christmas season. God sent his son to be light to this world. And in doing so, Jesus has passed his light onto us, which he asks us to follow him. And then we become light to the world around us. Ephesians 5, 8 reminds us this, For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Live as children of light. This light that has been given to us is one that we reflect back into the world. Maybe we think that our lights can't make that big of a difference. We can, but together I think, as we light all of our lights together, we can do greater things. One one light by itself might not make a big difference, but all of us together can dispel the darkness around us. You see, we need each other. We really do. We need each other. We need the lights from all of our lives to witness to the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so do me a favor. I want you to look to your right. Yeah, your other right. (laughs) Do you know that person? What about the one on your left? Do you know that person? Or the, the person in front of you? Or the the person behind you. Let me ask you this. Can you see the light of Christ in that person? Can you see the light of Christ in that person that is sitting next to you? Or maybe you're looking across the sanctuary and you're seeing somebody else. Do you see the light of Christ in them? Maybe you could just give them a little smile to let them know how you feel about them, that you notice that in their life. You see, tonight is the night when heaven and earth collide, when God became incarnate and moved into the neighborhood. Tonight is is the moment when everything comes together and all is truly possible. If you remember the lyrics from a hymn that we sang just a little bit ago, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Within the dark streets shines an everlasting light. It is the light of the Savior Jesus Christ. Hopes and fears and everything come together within this special gift 
Regardless of where you are tonight in this celebration, whether you are singing with joy or just trying to make it through, know that Jesus meets you right where you are. The incarnation is just that. God becoming flesh. God becoming human. Just like us. Tonight might be the culmination of celebrations for you. Or you might be struggling through one more event. Or just trying to hold everything together as it seems to fall apart. There's another image that helps me in times when things just haven't gone quite as planned. And it's the one that I want you to show here, Paul. Now, if you aren't familiar with this image, this is the end scene of the movie A Christmas Story. After all things that could go wrong did, after dinner had been ruined, kids struggling through school and life and some really strange presents, we get this vision of a Christmas Eve. Gentle snow falling, glowing lights from the tree, and a true sense of peace. That is the gift that I needed this Christmas season. Yours may be different, but I have a feeling it might not be far from this, from this sense of peace. And may you go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.